Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 62. Today, we're going to be talking all about how we as tech coaches can build great relationships in our community with our teachers and with our students. And today is actually the third show in our series that we've been wrapping up September today, all about building relationships, building our tech coach brands. I hope you guys have had a great start to the school year. It has been fantastic for us. But before we get into everything, I want to introduce our co-host for today, Mr. Josh Stamper. Josh, how are you today? Welcome to the show. No, thanks for having me, Jeff. I'm having an awesome day. You are an amazing administrator, and also you are the creator of a fantastic podcast. Tell us a little bit about your show, and what are you doing these days? Yeah, I have, I'm the host and creator of the Aspire podcast, and the podcast is all about leadership development. So it really looks at giving some information in regards to how to become an education leader, and we look at a whole host of different professions. So it's not just about administration, but it's about anyone that's aspiring to be leveling up and being in a better position. And, you know, leveling up and being in that leadership position really are some of the great topics that we're going to be dealing with here this year on Ask the Tech Coach. Of course, if you're looking for some great stuff, head on over to www.askthetechcoach.com. You can, of course, check out all of our blogs, our podcasts. We've got some great things going on for you this year, and we would love to have you guys be a part of it. Use the the hashtag on Twitter, AskTheTechCoach, and, of course, subscribe to us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. Josh, you know, we've been talking a lot the last couple weeks weeks all about building relationships. It is so important not only for tech coaches to have great relationships with their teachers, but also great relationships with their administrators. Oh, most definitely. And thankfully, I've had two wonderful tech coaches on our campuses, and they have been instrumental in not only helping us as administrators, but also um, taking our visions and helping implement that with our teachers and with our students and then even more so with our parents. Now you had mentioned the vision and we as tech coaches here, we talk a lot about sitting down with our administrators and asking them what their vision is. But you know what, Josh, we find out an awful lot. It's not that there isn't a vision. It's that sometimes administrators aren't techie and they don't know Mm -hmm. how to quite share with us what that vision is. Do you have any advice on tech coaches that might be sitting there going, you know, I want to ask my principal. He, he want, like, I want to have a great relationship, but there's a communication breakdown because he's looking at me to be that tech leader and I'm looking at him to provide the vision, which he or she might not be able to do. What advice do you have for tech coaches with leaders that, you know, we're just not quite connecting yet? Sure. Actually, we just got a new tech coach this year, and he did a fabulous job at the summertime coming in and really just taking a temperature of what all the administrators had as far as their toolbox. And, of course, I feel like I'm pretty tech-savvy, where some of my other administrators may not put themselves at that level. And so he was able to kind of understand where we are coming from from day one as far as our skill level and really kind of hone in on our skills to then – assist us each day. So, of course, the questions I'm asking are going to be probably higher level than some of my other administrators where they really come at a a very low baseline. So um, when he's asking questions or addressing something, he knows exactly where we're coming from. So um, he really tailors his answers or even his questions as far as the vision piece to our specific knowledge in regards to technology. 
Now, in your building, when you have your leadership meetings, you and your principal, and uh, do you have other assistant principals, or is it just you in the building? No, I have another assistant principal also. So, do you have a conversation with your principal of what do we? want our tech coaches to do? Um, Cause I know I've been in this situation where even in one building, there's multiple supervisors, APs, and you have those conversations and everybody wants something different and everybody wants more or less. And I know as a tech coach, that is confusing when you're getting multiple messages within the departments. How do you handle that? How do you come up with a plan for your tech coaches? And I should say, then flip that one. And what does a tech coach do if they realize that, oh my goodness, I now have 800 job descriptions depending on which teacher I'm in front of based on their AP. Oh, definitely. So thankfully I have a principal that is very much about communication. So she um, was has been in the building for 11 years. So when I came in, it was, this is the role of each person on the campus, including the tech coach. So I had a pretty good understanding due to the fact that I have a leader that was very good about communicating the expectations for that role. Um, of course, we just got a new tech coach, and so thankfully he came in and he started asking questions. So I think that's one of the biggest points is don't be afraid to ask questions, especially if you have a new administrator coming to the building or you're new to the building or just maybe things haven't really been defined. I think it's always good to be on the same page. So Now, were those leading then, questions? I mean, did he have a plan and he was just mm-hmm. trying to pull it out of you, or was he like, what's the yep. deal? How's it, like, what, what was that relationship like, and, and how did he impress you? Or she. No, actually, because, yeah, it's a he. Um, Michael Vick is on our campus, and he's amazing. He uh, he came in right away and just really tried to establish what that role looks like on our campus. He was coming from a different district, so he knew role looked like at that campus and at that district, but he wanted to, from day one, to understand what our expectations were and what the role was as a tech coach. And so, yeah, he he led that conversation, of course, we invited him to come to the campus right away to, to meet him. But he also, he was the one that really initiated the fact that he wanted to know every expectation and every um, role that he was going to have on the campus because he knew it was very different. You know, it is interesting. And I've said this over and over again. If you have 10 tech coaches in a room, you have 25 job descriptions because no matter what, <laughs> you're always you're always yeah. in a different position, no matter if it's with an administrator, with a teacher. And you know, those are the things that we're gonna be talking about this month. Our next mastermind meeting is actually gonna be on Wednesday, the 16th of October. And there is still time to get in. You can go on over to teachercast.net slash mastermind. Sign up today. It's only $20 a month, and that gets you access to our Facebook group, all of our digital resources, two online courses, and so much more. Check out everything over on the TeacherCast Education educational network and at teachercast.net slash mastermind. We have almost, I think it's almost 20 tech coaches that are in our group right now. And we would love to have you guys there. And as I say every single week, if you're going to invest in anything this year, why not invest in yourself, invest in your position. We also work well, not only with you guys, but we work well with your school districts, bring all your tech coaches with you. We would love to have you as part of our mastermind group. Now, Josh, today we're talking all about the things that a tech coach can do you know, really not in the classroom, but around our community. And that brings us to today's tech coach tip of the week. And it really is this. As tech coaches, we wear many hats, right? Some of them Mm -hmm. are in the classroom and some of them are 
out of the classroom. It's always important to remember that our positions as tech coaches were created to help not just students, but the communities and to help move their digital futures too. And it's also important for us to make ourselves available, not just to our teachers, but also to our students and parents. So today we're going to talk about three different things that we can do. We're going to break each of them down. Students, teachers, parents. And I want to start with students, Josh, because this is really where it is. We are here to help out our students through the classroom, through the teachers, mm-hmm. through the all yeah. these different things. But really, our job is to move the needle for the students. And there's a few things that we can do as tech coaches to help our students. I know for myself, I've seen a lot of tech coaches go out and they've built students, um, student programs. They've built that genius bar. They've built uh, student peer groups. What have you seen or what do you see happening in your area where tech coaches are directly working with students to improve their tech skills? Sure. Two come run off the top of my head. One being a makerspace club. Um, we used to have a Tuesday, Thursday morning. So it was maker, maker mornings is what they called it. And so the tech coach and the librarian, librarian actually were the ones that facilitated that time. And really it was teaching students and having different tables, different technology out. Um, that way the students got some information, but it was mostly students able to get in and just explore with the different types of technology that was there available to them. And they were just kind of walking around and helping facilitate whatever the students were creating. So that was a really powerful thing to see. Um, it was really fun to just see what that environment even looked like. A lot of times people in education think everything has to be very uh, constructed for the students. And this was just really an open space. And, and it was amazing just to see the tech coach interacting with the students and just providing information that the students needed in that moment. Now, is that something the that piece, the te- oh, is that something that the tech coach just put together? Was that a stipend club that they attached themselves to? Was that above and beyond? How, how did all that work? Yeah, it was above and beyond. It was the librarian and the tech coach both really wanted to see that program really ex- explode. Um, in our district, you have to have a teacher that signs on to the club, but really it's a student-led club. So the students were anxious to have a space to create, and so because that was a student interest, they just wanted to jump in and, and get, provide not only the library space for the students to create, but then also give them the knowledge they needed to use the different materials that they purchased. And now, the, said, the materials yeah. were something that was purchased by the, by the campus. So um, we did get um, funding from the districts for that way, the tech coach and the librarian were able to provide those things to the students. Nice. So we have creating a maker club. I know for myself, the last couple of years um, in the high school I was in, I worked with our robotics club. We did competitions. Mm-hmm. We learned how to do Vex robots. And my role at that point in time wasn't the uh, club advisor. I, I was the co-advisor, but my job was to make sure everything was organized. I helped, I helped the students build their site. I helped the kids with their email lists. I helped them connect with the local businesses. I was just kind of helping to make sure that the infrastructure ran, whereas our science teacher, he was the one that was really driving the content. And it was a nice little relationship between my, my colleague and I. And it also helped get me FaceTime with the students. And I could, you know, yep. when I went into other classrooms, there they were. We had a better relationship with that. So um, and we also mentioned student genius bars, of course, which is a biggie. You know, if you have students that want to learn how to fix Chromebooks or iPads or something, yeah. put them to work. Exactly. Now, you had you had one more There's that no you mentioned. Way to experience that. No, I was just thinking it's kind of the same lines as you. It's just kind of 
where the teacher has an activity and then it's almost like an inclusion class. And that mm-hmm. way the, the tech coach is, is an equal partner in that. And of course, with that, they're obviously working with the technology and helping students with whatever the, the creation is where the teacher is the one providing content, like you said. So um, I know that happens quite often on our campuses where a teacher has an idea. They call the tech coach and says, hey, can you partner with me? And they actually not only work on the plans of the lesson, but the tech coach actually gets to be in the classroom and, and work with the students. And I think that's an extremely powerful thing. You know, the last thing I wanted to mention on the students front is something I'm thinking about doing this year, which is asking your students to create the video tutorials. And I've Mm -hmm. seen this done where the students are creating tutorials for the teachers, but I'm kind of taking this from having the students create tutorials for other students. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously we can share them with the, with the teachers and stuff, too. But really, you know, basics like how to do Google drawings, how to add images, how to how to do a Google site, you know, basic, basic things that then I can share that with other teachers who then share those videos with the students in the, in the school. And really, now you've got everybody wanting to know how do you build that and how do you do it? And next thing you know, my hope, at least, is that that then lights a fire in the district and goes, oh, students can now be responsible for doing this. Maybe I don't have to. Yep. Well, so most definitely. Talk- and I think as data shows, I mean, students teaching students are such a powerful thing. So any of that, we can do that either in person or through a video tutorial is obviously a wonderful intervention for them. So we talked a little bit about students, right? How can tech coaches have that hands-on interactions with students? The next thing is a little bit higher than that, which is working with teachers out of the classrooms, right? And it's one thing to say we're going to be in the classrooms pushing all those different things. But, you know, one of my favorite stories over the last couple of years, um, I believe it was my first year um, in my previous school district, I had a teacher come up to me and he says, says, look, every single week I go to the football games. I am the statistician. I'm sitting in the sidelines and I have a little spreadsheet and here's what I do. And I said, look, here's what we can do to improve this a little bit. I showed him Google Sheets. I showed him how to put everything on a form. I showed him how to put everything on a Google site. And next thing you know, we actually created a system where the teacher was on the sidelines filling out a sheet. All the data that was collected was going into charts and graphs. And what we were doing during the game was we were actually giving out the link to the Google site where on the sidelines, the parents could actually see live stats happening. And the even better part about that is, is during halftime when the coaches were with the kids and at halftime making corrections, instead of looking at a big spreadsheet, they're looking at charts and graphs of individual students and runs and losses and yards and all that other good stuff. That was a huge help. And for me, that was just sitting down with the teacher for maybe an hour a week for the first couple, you know, first couple of days. And mm-hmm. that's still going on even now that I'm not in that district. That's still going on. And you know that just those little things can have a long-lasting impression. Oh, for sure. Actually, I needed you when I was coaching football. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the for, other – go ahead. Oh, just I was going to say, yeah, I mean, I think problem shooting is kind of the big deal with tech coaches. I can think of just for me as an admin um, – I know this is, we're talking about teachers, but for me in our PBIS committee, um, which was teacher-led, referral data. You know, mm. we didn't have a system in place with that in my last district, so we had to create something in Google. And due to the tech coach's help, we were able to then break down every month, every week, as far as what those discipline issues were and really disaggregate the data and figure out how can we be proactive instead of reactive. So um, I think that's a huge component. 
One of the other things that I like to do, and this is just my music background, I like to go and speak with our visual and performing arts departments. You know, when you have a concert, what does it look like? Are you just, are you still at the point where you're spending hours at a copy machine creating a program? Or when the parents come in, can you just throw a QR code up on the wall and it goes to, again, a Google site, perhaps, maybe a slide, but on that Google site or slide, you've got extra videos, you've got extra recordings, you've got the bio of the comp composer, all of those different things. I mean, how do you make those nights interactive? And then really mm -hmm. from there, you can expand that to your STEM nights. You can expand that to your art nights. You know, maybe you have your art gallery and every little piece of art has a QR code that when they click on the QR code, it now opens up a small 30 second video of the student explaining the art. So really, you're doing a gallery walk just using basic stuff. Now, I got to tell you, there's only, you know, there's a lot of reasons to do this. But for me as the tech coach, the biggest reason to do this is to then take those skills with those teachers and then you push those into the classrooms and you yes. say, look, if we can do this over here, look at how easy it is to do this in your curriculum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So something similar that our tech coach provided us was a QR code for every single classroom to essentially take a role for tutorials. Because what we were seeing was a lot of students were saying, oh, I'm going to math tutorial this morning. And then sure enough, they're in the cafeteria. Mom and dad thinks the student <laughs> went in for their tutorial time to get their academic interventions. And so now our every classroom has a QR code. So the student comes in, scans the code, puts in their name, and now we have accurate data as far as where students are before and after school that we can provide for our RTI process or provide to the parents if needed. Now, the next thing here is about working with parents, right? So we talked students, we talked parents, or we talked teachers. Parents is that hard thing, because parents really is often that above and beyond. It's those extra hours. It's putting things together. So there's three things that we're looking at, you know, really of how can we support our parents? I think one of the easier things is some kind of a, a training website. And that could be anything from how does a Chromebook work? You know, these are very popular if you're in a one-to-one -one program, especially if the kids are taking their devices home, you know, what is a Chromebook? How does it work? How do you charge it up? What can we expect? Um, all of those different things that essentially become your parent training nights. Now it's in digital form. The parents have access to all of those things. But creating training materials for your parents as I, I think something that every tech coach should be striving to. After all, one of our roles as tech coaches is public relations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think the videos, like you said, is probably ideal for any tech coach just because of the time. Um, it allows you to touch every single parent online versus, hey, we have this going on this night and it may or may not be conducive to your work schedule. So of course we do have the, in, the one time a night to parents come in and learn about all the new programs we have and all the new technology. However, we also have the online piece. So I think for parents, we definitely get way more buy-in if we have things accessible to them that's more conducive to their own schedule. One of the other things that you know, I've started to think about for this year being new to my district is coming up with some kind of a tech coach community newsletter, right? And that's not something that I see a lot of tech coaches do, but that's really, you know, hey, this year we're using Google Docs in our school. Did you know that a Google Doc is this? Here's what it can do. Here's what Mrs. Jones is doing. And this is how you can help them out. And, and you know, 
there's a lot of time that gets to be put into these different newsletters. You put one to your teachers, you put one to your staff members, to your pre- all of those different things. But but what do you think, right? Like if, if your tech coach came up and said, I want to do a weekly newsletter, or what if your tech coach came up to you and said, are you doing a newsletter home? Can mm-hmm. I add some things to it? So mine actually did this. Um, this was the first year I've ever had a tech coach come up to me and say, hey, can I do a newsletter? And I was all for it. Um, all three of us as administrators loved the idea. So he definitely has one for the teachers that he puts out weekly. And then he also has a version that's very similar, but a little bit different for the parents. So um, in the past, I've never seen that done before. Loving what I see this year in regards to the communication, because it does answer a lot of questions for not only our teachers, but for our parents. Now, what kind of things are on that newsletter so far? So for like teachers, we have new programs. Um, one is Canvas which is taking the place of Google Classroom. So that's both teachers and parents actually have Canvas, access to Canvas. So a lot of Canvas items have been on there lately. Still some Google things. Obviously programs like we have clubs going on right now that, for instance, like our Makerspace, um, that needs to be disseminated to our parents just to let them know, hey, this is an option for your student if they're interested. So right now it's been more general get the year started off information it'll be interesting to see where he takes it as the year goes on we want to know what you guys are thinking if any of these things have ring have kind of you know stuck in your head or if they're ringing for you we would love to hear you guys you can of course write to us over at feedback at teachercast.net or on twitter you can find us over at ask the tech coach there's a lot of things that we can talk about when it comes to building these relationships, building our brand. And that really is, Josh, you know, that is why we have our Tech Coach Mastermind, a place for tech coaches to come together once a month to share, to support, to to really get to know what the job is and how it's being done around these these schools and really around the country. Mm-hmm. Like I said, right yeah. now we got 20 great tech coaches coming all together. Our goal is to get 40 by the time the holidays come we would love to have you guys check it out over on teachercast.net slash mastermind that's teachercast.net slash mastermind you know josh before we get done today i want to remind everybody about what's happening next week it is international podcast day on monday september 30th i'm looking forward to it i know you've looking forward to it what are you doing next year next week for international podcast day and should why why is it important for educators to be to be celebrating podcasts and and podcasting? Oh, most definitely for educators. I think it's just free PD, and there's just so much information that is out there right now. If anyone's looking to enhance their skills in whatever educational space you're in, podcast is where it's at. Honestly, it's kind of a hidden gem. If you go to do a conference or you go to a principals meeting or really any PD at the district level, and you ask someone what podcast are you listening to right now? Most of them look at you sideways. <laughs> so it's not really a, a piece of information that a lot of folks are tapped into. However, the amount of information that's out there is just immense and it's rich. It's just, there's so much information. So for podcast day tomorrow, um, really just trying to get the information out that, Hey, look at all these amazing podcasts that are out there, just like yours. And, trying to highlight that, but then also to review and to advertise really the other amazing pieces of information that's, that's there, that's free, that's enhancing education or educators. 
So check out your favorite podcast today. And of course, if you're looking to bring podcasting into your classroom this year, you can check out podcastingwithstudents.com. That's podcastingwithstudents.com. And Josh, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can we learn more about you and not only check out your podcast, but all of your leadership blog posts and, and resources that you guys have on your site? Oh, most definitely. My website is www.joshstamper.com. You can find all types of information in regards to what I do with the Aspire podcast. And then you can definitely find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Check out everything over at joshstamper.com. A great website, by the way. I certainly love the design. And we're going to be talking a little bit later on this year all about tech coaching websites and what they look like. So check out everything over at www.askthetechcoach.com for much more on the TeacherCast Instructional Technology Coaches Network. And my friends, that wraps up this episode number 62 of the Ask the Tech Coach podcast. Welcome to October next week. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait on that one. We're going to be getting into a lot of subjects in October, such as building your ed educational technology plan and how you can really start to make a difference in that classroom. So next week on September 30th, we're going to do a whole thing on tech coaches and podcasts, and we're going to do that. And then in October, we're going to get into our ed tech plans and do all of that great stuff. Don't forget to check out everything over at teachercast.net slash mastermind for more information and check out everything over at joshstamper.com. So on behalf of Josh and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.